Hello and welcome to Locked On St. Louis Cardinals, your daily podcast covering all things Cardinals baseball as you need them for the most part. My name is Jeff Jones, joined this afternoon by Brendan Schaefer. Brendan, uh, kind of a bummer of a weekend watching the Cardinals in San Diego. Yeah, it, uh, a team like that, that far below 500, you'd like to be able to, to win more games than they did out in San Diego. And certainly the uh, the, the Adam Wainwright situation has, has darkened where once hope exists now. Uh, it, it's, it's certainly less of a sure thing with regards to Wainwright going forward. Yep, that's, I think, uh, for sure the headline of the weekend and a place where we can start today is uh, sort of your opinion, I guess, on what the future probably holds for Adam Wainwright, whether or not he's going to be rejoining the Cardinals in any meaningful fashion uh, for the remainder of the season, and uh, what you think of the tack that they took this time through to, uh, to, to bring him back as quickly as they did. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 frustrating, it's disappointing, because all along this was had the potential, anyway, to be Wainwright's last season with the Cardinals. The contract expiring, uh, the, the fact that Wainwright in spring training wasn't looking past this year, wasn't ready to discuss anything beyond this season, and then he starts the season injured. Uh, you know, they, they bring him back uh, for the, that opening day start at Bush Stadium on with no rehab starts. And it doesn't go that great. Uh, he, he comes back injured again shortly thereafter. This time he had a rehab start that went a little better, but still the, the command, the health, none of it was there for Wainwright in his start on Sunday. And so now you're kind of back to the drawing board to where we kind of have to ask how many times the Cardinals are going to be willing to go back to the well before they, they just consider that Wainwright may not be able to throw another, another pitch in a meaningful fashion. We can get into kind of if, if this is the end of the Adam Wainwright era, how to go about doing that. But as far as him being able to, to help the Cardinals win games this season as a member of the rotation, how many more times can we can, can we kind of try to skirt around the issue before, you know, recognizing that the elbow just may be, may be shot? Yeah, you know, I in, in watching him pitch uh, this weekend, it was really striking to me because the day – that he was hurt, that he did it. He went on the disabled list. He described to a bunch of reporters uh, the, the, the way that his release point was going to have to change in order to accommodate his elbow because he talked about uh, the bone bruise that developed last year as the result of, of, place, of pieces of his elbow pressing together and said that a part of it was because of his positioning of his release point. And he, you know, sort of demonstrated where his release point had been on opening day um, to where it was supposed to be, I guess, in order to, to have this change delivery that would relieve this pressure uh, that resulted in that bone bruise last year. And just watching him on television, I, I admit I am not the first person to pick up in all of the subtleties of of body positioning for Major League Baseball players, but watching where his elbow was when he was releasing the ball on Sunday was, I mean, was jarring. Uh, I, I think to see the way he was throwing the ball. And so now you kind of have to consider: okay, he's trying these different things, and it's clearly not working. In the like, the the the, the fact that he's feeling pain is not a good thing when he's throwing these pitches, but also just the, the amount of walks and the the fact that oftentimes with the strike zone, he's not not close. And and that's the concern because, okay, if you have to do these different things and tinker with your delivery and you don't come up with anything that's suitable, how do you go forward from there? And, and I think with each passing turn of go to the DL, come back, it goes poorly, go to the DL, come back, it goes poorly, each time around the carousel, you get a little bit more 
deeper into the season and a little bit more concerned about whether or not this is anything that could be sustainable, uh, you know, through the through the final months of this season. Yeah, and I think, too, you heard some of that from Wainwright himself when he was talking uh, to Derek Gould out in San Diego about what he needs to do in order to be effective coming down the stretch for the Cardinals. To me, I think uh, that he would be talking about coming down the stretch when we're just now coming up to the quarter pole of the season seems to sort of be a tacit admission that he's not expecting uh, a quick recovery anytime soon. And that I think is reasonable. You know, I, I don't, obviously none of us know the, the, the extent to which there's a structural issue in Wainwright's elbow. He was placed on the DL today with what the team is teaming, uh, terming rather right elbow inflammation, so who's to say whether or not that there's an underlying structural problem? But I know that last year, and, and, and Wainwright talked about this again, that day he went on the DL earlier this season, not only was there a little bit of an arthroscopic cleanup of some loose bodies inside of the elbow, but there was also, as, as he described it, and this could be this could be very inaccurate because this is me relaying Adam Wainwright's description, uh, but they had to drill a couple holes in the bone, I guess, to drain off some of the blood from the bone bruise. I don't know exactly how that works, uh, but but that is the way it was described to me by Adam Wainwright, and so it is it's concerning to think that he might have this sort of you know extended recovery ahead of him. Yeah, and and look, I. I know it had kind of decreased from Wainwright saying, you know, if you're going to worry about me making 20 starts or whatever he said, then then not to worry. And obviously, he's an optimistic guy to a fault. And when you know when the fan base hears his optimism time after time, it's kind of hard at this point to to know what to do with it. And certainly, I hope the fan base is still in in, in position to say they want the best for Wainwright and, and would like to see him back out there. Um, I know that I've had discussions on Twitter with people over the past few days about, you know, what what the Cardinals might should do about this situation, uh, even if they're to find out that there is some sort of structural issue that would require surgery. And in that case, if Wainwright decides to hang him up, he may may just not have that surgery. And that would kind of be it with this season being the final one in his career. And so I know that the people are like disappointed and they're they're upset because they, they view it from a standpoint of the Cardinals need to win games. And why should we try to go back to the well one more time to bring him back out there if he's not effective? And, uh, you know, I, I definitely disagree with that sentiment from from uh, those that, that have shared it. I don't know how pervasive that is to the fan base, though. Uh, but, yeah, you're, you, you're upset. You're sad at having to watch uh, what has been a, a remarkable career uh, seemingly come to an end in this way. Yeah, I, I think that I, I agree with you that Adam Wainwright is a guy who has earned the right to kind of go out on his own terms. So while it's, of course, true that the team needs to do what they need to do to win games, and it's, of course, true that they should not be sacrificing their competitive ability uh, just because Adam Wainwright wants to try to recover, I think that he absolutely is a guy who has, frankly, earned the right from the organization to set his own timeline here. I, You know, do I think that the team is better served? Because as Wainwright described the injury from Sunday, he felt it on his third-to-last warm-up pitch before the first inning. He felt pain uh, and knew there was a problem. Do I think the team would be better served if he had spoken up at that point and said that he wasn't able to pitch? Yeah, of course they would have, uh, because they would have been able to, to start the game with John Gant and go from there. But do I think that it's some big failing on the part of the organization or Adam Wainwright that he was given that opportunity and that he'll probably be given more opportunities to recover? No, of course not. I think that 
that, that not only does he earn that right, but he has shown over his career to be a valuable pitcher uh, when when he is physically right. So I think he has every he should have I should say every opportunity to get right again. And by the way. Even if he is not able to be physically right, uh, the value he has to the team as a leader and a mentor and a a guy uh, just around the clubhouse who can be sort of that de facto additional coach is immense. Okay, so here's my question for you, and and I kind of want to get into this because, and I shared my thoughts on Twitter about it, but I'm interested to see kind of where you stand with regard to, okay, if he can't get right you know he can't get healthy it's a structural issue it's a deal where uh this is the end it's not going to be you know there's not going to be any next contract there's not going to be anything beyond 2018 for adam wainwright the pitcher what do you what do you suggest the cardinals do or what do you think they will do with him the the rest of the season i i think that what they will do is give him an opportunity to rehab whether that's surgery whether that's some sort of arrest program uh, whatever, but I think that we will see him pitch again this season. It's probably going to be out of the bullpen. That would be what would make the most sense, but I would I would not be remotely surprised if Adam Wainwright started a game before the end of the season if he is at all physically able. For example, as I, as I do this sort of off the cuff uh, and scroll through the schedule here, the Cardinals are at home on, uh, let's see here, looks like their last homestand of the season is September 21 uh, 21 through 26 is their last homestand of the season. My suspicion would be that Adam Wainwright is going to end up with a start somewhere in there. As I look at it, that Sunday, September 23rd, a 115 game against the Giants, doesn't that just scream uh, a great opportunity to let Adam Wainwright get a start, again, if he's physically able to do it, and sort of embrace that cheer from the crowd that he deserves to get. I, You know, that, that to me seems to be a course of action with very little harm attached. Now, if they're half a game up or half a game out of the playoffs, then maybe you can't trot Adam Wainwright out for a, for a parade, I guess. But I do think he will have an opportunity to kind of have his moment. I know you said that you uh, you you tweeted about it, but I didn't see it. What was your what was your reaction? Well, here's here's my hot take, and I I'm I'm pretty much on the same page with you, but I, I take it even further unapologetically. I don't care if they're a half game out. I don't care if they're a half game up. I don't care. I, none of it matters. I want the parade. Give me the parade as long as Adam Wainwright wants to have the parade. I don't. He's he starts. He he gets a start toward the end of this season at Bush Stadium. If he wants it, if he is not physically able, he still gets a start. If that means he pitches an inning, it doesn't matter. I I would like to see him go as long as he can, as successfully as we can. We we've seen Adam Wainwright last season when he was not healthy, still somehow managed through through grit and guile to go go five innings and, and be competitive. I don't know that he would be able to do that if he's if he's throwing the way he did on Sunday with the same pain and the same issues. That's fine. But that's what I want to see. I want to see Adam Wainwright make that start. I, the standings can be damned as far as I'm concerned. Um, as long as he says he wants it, I let him have it. Yeah, that's the I way don't, I look at it. I don't know that this is really Mike Matheny's style, nor do I think it's probably necessarily Adam Wainwright's style. Uh, but even a situation where he is listed as the starter and throws a pitch out to the first batter of the game and then you go get him and replace him with the guy who is actually the starter – 
even even something like that, I think, is significant enough to allow him to kind of have his moment, right? Because I think I think the comparison, and we've gone through it here in recent years, went through it in 2016, is with Matt Holiday, where Matt Holiday had had the opportunity to have that time on the last homestand. He hits that home run. He has an opportunity to address the crowd. He's taken out of that last game early, so he can walk off and kind of wave his cap. I think he then actually had a pinch hit appearance later on in the week that was sort of awkward, but he did have he had his big moment of farewell, uh, and I think Adam Wainwright certainly deserves at least the same because you know Wainwright is a guy who was never quite healthy enough, or if we're being honest, really quite dominant enough for a long enough period of time to have a legitimate MLB Hall of Fame career. But he's going to be a first ballot Cardinal Hall of Famer. For sure. And so I don't think that there's any harm. Yeah, I agree with you. There's probably no harm in really giving him the opportunity, no matter where the Cardinals are at, to kind of have his moment. And a lot of people are arguing with me, talking about, like, you know, it's the Cardinals' job to win games. You have to win every game. Every game counts. They missed the postseason by a game, yada, yada, yada. And, like, knowing all of that, I say, okay, I don't care. That's what I, I want to see him have. And, again, it's important to clarify that we're talking about if if Wainwright's health is worst case scenario, like worst case scenario, there's a structural issue and he would need Tommy John to continue. Why would he do that if he's retiring? He just doesn't have the surgery because why put yourself under that surgery if you don't need to kind of thing. And he pitches with the need for Tommy John. Like I, I'm you, there's no scenario you can throw it at me. I'm convinced that will change my mind about, about what I would like to see in that scenario. Because even if it's a, a you know, a remote, half of a percent chance that he gets a, a quality outing, uh, you know, a, a for love of the game moment, then I'm ready to take that chance. And again, it'd have to be something he'd want to do because if he, if he, if he knows that he would go out there and not be competitive, which that doesn't seem to be in his mindset, but let's just say hypothetically, I don't think he, he would agree to do it. But if there's any part of him that thinks he can give it one last shot, this is assuming that his arm is shot then I still want to see it, and I will. I, I like arguing with people about it because I know it's kind of ridiculous. I know that could even be something that costs you the postseason, but I think the percentage chance of that happening is low enough that I'm like, let's roll the dice and see it happen. That's just my view. Yeah, That's no, kind of what I, I've been I thinking do, the last couple of days. I do mostly agree with that. I don't know that I would give him the, as you put it, for love of the game chance. I, I sort of more like the idea of letting him throw a pitch out, though again, I don't know no, that I Wainwright... That idea. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that Wainwright is a guy who would be real into that possibility. No, if he wants to pitch, he wants to pitch. Now, he's not going to pitch a complete game no-hitter. I'm not talking about that. I just mean to go out there and have a good outing Give him that. Give him that chance. And if in the third inning you've given up four runs and it's not going well, you've thrown eighty pitches. Okay, then I, I I'll pull the plug on it and hope that you can come back and win the game. And if you can't, you know, so be it. That's just kind of how I feel. You know, I'll I'll say this, uh, and it will sound laughable because it kind of is laughable, and I'm not proud of it, but. There is something to be said for the value the team puts on seeing the organization put value on a player, right? So if we're talking about, you know, does this cost the Cardinals an opportunity for a win? Again, if we're talking in a very real sense of they're half a game up on the Cubs on September 23rd, then maybe not so much with the Wainwright start. But if we're talking about a situation where maybe it doesn't affect the standings that directly, is there something to be said for the clubhouse seeing the organization giving a guy 
especially a guy like Wainwright, who is so respected across the clubhouse, giving him that kind of that that kind of recognition. I, I mean, maybe there is. Maybe in September, at the, at the end of September, there is not that sort of need for a little boost, but it probably can't hurt. No, I like it. I'm I'm all for being sentimental about this the Adam Wainwright situation. If it if it takes a takes a turn or continues to take a turn for the worse, I'm all about viewing it through that prism because I think there is value there and I I think it means too much. I think it means more than what their final record is this season to 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 do right by Adam Wainwright. That's just the way I'm I'm viewing it these days. Yeah, and look, we say all of this, and there's, you know, there's no medical diagnosis which suggests that Wainwright's career is over or that right. he's never going to pitch again. That through the roof, exactly. But, but at the same, I mean, at the same time, I don't know. You watch him pitch the way he pitched on Sunday. You sort of look at the way the trajectory has gone over the last two years. That appearance on Sunday, to me, looked an awful lot like Mark Mulder's last start with the Cardinals in 2007, where it just, it was clear when he walked off that there was nothing left in the tank. Yeah, and hey, I'd love nothing more than for Wainwright to be back in a month, and then for him to have figured something out and and have a have a great three months for the rest of the season. I, I, and then, you know, as he said in spring training, see what happens. I think even somewhere deep within Wainwright, he probably recognizes that that this is that he's he's winding toward the end. I hope it's successful. If it's not, though, that's just kind of the way I feel it should go. I feel he should still have the opportunity, uh, should he want it, to to continue uh, to at least, at the very bare minimum, regardless of health, show uh, you know show himself getting on the mound one more time at Bush Stadium. Hopefully, it doesn't come to that. But if it does, I think I think that's the way I'd like it to look. Well, with Adam Wainwright coming off the roster, Jack Flaherty comes on to the roster. He will start for the Cardinals this evening in Minnesota. The Cardinals with uh, a, a very curious little series in much the same way that the White Sox were at Busch Stadium uh, for what seemed like a day and a half at the beginning of the month. They are in Minnesota in much the same way for a night game this evening and a 12-10 start tomorrow. Jack Flaherty getting his third start of the season, still looking for his first Major League victory. Uh, obviously, the uh, uh, the circumstances being what they are with Wainwright and Carlos Martinez both hurt, but how excited are you to see Jack Flaherty uh, get what looks like, at least for now, a pretty permanent spot in the rotation? Yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do in one start and then to be able to build on that with with some semblance of momentum from one start to the next because that's not something that he's had so far at the Major League level this season. Then he goes back down to Memphis and strikes out 13 guys because he's, he's a very talented player. And so, yeah, just to be able to know, I think, for him, there should be some comfort there that he's going to be able to make multiple starts at this point, unless the Cardinals pull the uh, pull a fast one on us again. I, I expect Flaherty should be around for a little while, and uh, that should be the case. He should be the fifth starter even after Carlos Martinez comes back. I think uh, other guys have, have gotten opportunities, John Gant being one of them. I'd like to see what Flaherty can do because I think long-term he is a guy that uh, if the Cardinal organization is to be successful, he's one of those names that you look at and say, you know, four or five years down the road, you, you want him to be a core player here. So this could be the, the start of that. And, and maybe he doesn't have to go back to Memphis ever. Maybe maybe he, you know, kind of grabs it, grabs it by the horns the way Alex Reyes did at the end of 2016. And the, the team begins to view him through that prism, not for the future, but for the immediate, for the now. I think that would be awesome to see. 
And as we are talking about guys on their way back or making an impact and seizing spots, you mentioned Alex Reyes. He had a start in Peoria last night where he was hitting 100 on the gun. Uh, people are starting to get excited. I think. I think the. Uh, I, I think that there is definitely a degree of Cardinals fans forgetting what Alex Reyes looked like at the big league level in 2016, and, and, and he was very, I think, out of sight, out of mind uh, for the last two years as he's, he's been recovering from Tommy John. But I think that uh, when, he, when he is back here, Alex Reyes has a real opportunity to make a serious mark on this Cardinals rotation. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I've had him stashed on my uh, fantasy DL since the beginning of the year. Yeah. I drafted him. Drafted him hoping that uh, we might be able to see something like this sometime soon. Uh, yeah, you have to be encouraged with the fact that, you know, it, it seems everything seems to be progressing along course for Alex Reyes uh, in his recovery. Back to hitting triple digits on the gun. Uh, I saw a, a sequence from him where he threw a good fastball and then a, a ripped off a, a nasty curve. So he's got the pitches working, it looks like. Uh, yeah, that really exciting. And I think it's a fair point to mention because it has been – whatever it's been, you know, 15, 18 months, however long it's been since we've seen him in Major League action, you kind of tend to forget what he was able to do over the course of a couple of months at the end of that season, just how, how good he looked. Uh, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting, the prospect of seeing him back. And, you know, the timing could not possibly be any better because we haven't really, and we probably won't have time today to get into sort of the hitting woes that continue to stress this Cardinals team. I think that we've seen a little bit of progress here in terms of uh, what they're doing with the lineup and the fact that Dexter Fowler and Matt Carpenter got so much time off over the weekend. But this Cardinals staff has been what's been sustaining them here over the last few weeks, especially the starting pitching. And right now, today, with Wainwright and Martinez, both in the DL, I think that as we sit, the ace of this staff at this instant, the healthy ace at least, is Miles Michaelis. And so uh, definitely yeah. the, the reinforcements arriving when they are are more than welcome. Yeah, there's zero doubt about that either. Like thinking through the names in the rotation and how the guys have been performing, Michaelis has been outstanding. And that that series against San Diego looks even worse than it did if he doesn't throw throw another gem of a game. And yeah, for goodness gracious sake, you just have to get this offense going a little bit. Uh, fortunately for the Cardinals, that the pitching has done what it's done in order to keep them afloat is the way I would phrase it. But that's not sustainable. And uh, you know, th- there comes a point where it's like. It goes beyond boggling the mind how poorly guys like Carpenter and Fowler uh, are, are performing. So, yeah, something's going to have to give there, but hopefully they can at least count on Michaelis to continue running out every fifth day and delivering quality plus-plus starts the way he has. I'm sure that we'll get into this more as the summer goes on, but the very last thing I want to touch on today uh, before we get out of here, you saw the piece uh, coming out of Chicago last week from Gordon Wittenmeyer. Brendan, let me ask you, are the Cardinals, and should the Cardinals be, in the Manny Machado sweepstakes? I think they should be in the mix. I think it's pretty oh, safe no. to say they won't They won't get him. Because if we're to believe what the Cubs offered the Orioles or, or the reported you know, guys that were being discussed, Edison Russell, um, Mike Montgomery, and Albert Almora Jr., kind of over the winter with regard to Machado. Now Machado... I know he's going to be available to whatever team gets him for less time because already a couple of months have gone by in this season. But when you just consider how red hot he's been this year compared to kind of a a so-so start to last season before he heated up, 
like the team that gets him has to expect that he he turns like a, a division contender into a World Series contender. And so even if you're only going to get him for two or three months, probably worth it. And I can't imagine the Cardinals are going to be willing to pay that price in in starting pitching. You know, the young players we're talking about, like Flaherty and Luke Weaver or Jordan Hicks, you know, those are going to be the names that come up. It's not going to get done with the the, the outfielders in, in Memphis or, or Springfield that are good, but that are not, you know, high-profile prospects. Otherwise, they'd already be here in St. Louis. And so that's kind of the way I look at it. I just don't think the Cardinals are – they have the firepower. Let me be clear that they could. They absolutely could. And I was having this discussion on Twitter the other day. There's, They have the talent. Paul DeYoung could be a name if they really wanted to, to say, hey, look, this guy's under five or six years of control, and he plays shortstop. Go ahead and have him, and we'll give you some other pitchers for Manny Machado. You could do that if you wanted. I don't think the Cardinals want to, nor do I think it would be prudent. So I don't expect Machado to end up in St. Louis, but I'll be darned if he ends up in Chicago. That is bad news because he's been a bad man so far this year. You know, I am glad that you hold that opinion because that is going to be uh, a good topic of conversation for us as the season goes on because I have no interest in Manny Machado. None. Interesting. I think it's a bad okay, idea. Well, we'll, tease, we'll tease that for next time. The then, deep maybe. tease. All right. Brendan, thank you so much for taking the time this afternoon. This has been Locked On St. Louis Cardinals. Make sure you stick around. We'll have more all week. Big homestand coming up. Brendan and I went out at the park, I'm sure, all weekend and throughout the next week or so with lots and lots of Cardinals baseball. So, Brendan, we'll talk to you later. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you.